what's going on on my Spotify members, all my Anchor members, Google Podcast listeners, Apple Podcasters, anything in between. See Jizzle and the motherfucking Whizzle here to bring you another episode. And it's been a couple days, I'm not going to lie. I've been trying to take a little bit of time to myself. Instead of stressing about these podcasts, but I've got so much shit going on in my life that I just can't hold back anymore. So much shit that I've been thinking about. And that's the best time to make a podcast. So, I've already done been over to a buddy's house. Shared all my cigarettes with him. And talked to him about different shit. And every time we get together, he, um, he has a lot of different conspiracy theories. Some of them are kind of crazy as fuck. But a lot of times I end up calling him out on it. And he doesn't like that. Well, I eventually have to cut our visit short and come home. You know, whenever he's too drunk and too fucked up and his theories just don't match up. You know, I try and make sense of most of it. And like I said, some of the things that he talks about could possibly happen or does make sense a bit of sense, but as soon as he starts getting off on a rampage, and he's going askew, hmm, anyways, I think a lot of the shit that he talks about is just to keep me interested, so he can get more cigarettes off me, but, anywho, it is what it is, I enjoy somebody to talk to about crazy shit, and sometimes I get a different outlook on things, you know, somebody that talks a little crazy might not be a little crazy, they might know what the fuck's going on, and, uh, so, I've been over there for the past hour, hour and a half, whatever, drank some beers with them, and smoked with them, and, uh, some of his ideology is off. You know, I mean, the first thing that started it was whenever we were sitting there smoking. And he says to me, doesn't it feel like things are getting different? Doesn't it feel like things are changing and, you know, there's a lot more crazy people out here than what there were back in the day? You know, you see, you know, he says he remembers sitting out there as a kid on his front porch and not seeing anybody at nighttime. Whether they're walking, riding a bicycle, whatever. Nowadays, he says he sees a whole bunch of crackheads, heroin addicts, and whatnot. Whether they're walking by or riding a bicycle down the street. And, um,. I told him, well, that's because they've got more money to spend now. Now that everybody has food stamps and shit, they're coming up to the gas station to spend their link to get food, you know, to take a shower, you know. It's a perfect place for a bum to take a shower is at a gas station. He's like, no, no, it just feels different. I'm like, well, what do you mean? You know, what do you mean it feels different? And he got to talking about how he lived in California and uh, how the streets of California were just so terrible every day. Seen drug addicts everywhere and uh, crazy people everywhere and, you know. And I said, so is that what you're associating this with? You think that we're getting more and more like Los Angeles, and he's like, yeah, that's exactly what I think, you see more homeless people around, and so on and so forth, and I'm like, I can kind of see that, but to say we're like Los Angeles is crazy, I mean, Chicago is more like Los Angeles than us, and I told him, if we were to get rid of Chicago completely, Illinois would be different. He's like, no, no, it wouldn't, you know. 
Yeah, it would. It's one of the major metropolitan areas in Illinois. And when you ask somebody, what's the first thing that comes to mind when you say Illinois? They're going to say Chicago. They're going to say Chicago Cubs or, you know, the Chicago Bears. They never talk about any other little small towns in Illinois. So, anywho... He swore up and down, you know, that it's not about that. And then I started realizing that he was a little bit drunk. <laughs> not going to lie. And then whenever I was getting ready to leave, he was all like, well, you want to stick around and talk a little bit longer? And I'm like, no, I'm out of beer. <laughs> no more cigarettes left, no more beer. And I think he thought that I had cigarettes left, but I didn't. So anyways, he was, you know, we kind of touched base a little bit on racism and stuff. And he was so drunk that he was like, no, 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 it's not about that. It's not about that. It's not about this. And I kept telling him, well, what is it then? You know, and he'd go off on some other tangent. And I'm like, no, it has everything to do with racism. It doesn't have anything to do with skin color, but it has everything to do with racism. You know, like, because I kept using statistics. And he didn't like the statistics that I was using. Well... It is what it is. I mean, you can't sugarcoat a turd. It's still a turd. And, uh, so anywho. Like I said, he was already plastered. He wasn't... He wasn't half of the mind that he usually is. And so I told him, how about, uh, hanging out tomorrow and doing the same thing about... And he's like, what time? And I'm like, 10 o'clock. Same time I always fucking get off. So we'll see how drunk he really is. If he remembers what we talked about the day before. But, you know, I try not to focus too much on racism or politics. But when it comes to a head, it comes to a head. I mean, there's no way around it. When you get a fucking uh, ingrown hair or a blackhead on your skin and it gets to a head, there's no way around it. You gotta deal with it. You gotta either deal with it yourself and clean it or go to the doctor and get it lanced and get it clean. But either way, you can't avoid it. It's already there. And it's the same thing with racism and politics. It's already here. And uh, for people to act like it's not here, to not talk about it, is stupid. And it's a slap in the face to history. To act like it's not here, racism don't exist, blah, blah, blah. It still exists. But for people to just, you know, it, it's crazy because black people want to cover up history. African Americans want to cover up history by taking down statues, uh, teaching uh, critical race theory in schools, changing the whole definition of history. They want to take away Christopher Columbus. They want to topple the statue of General Lee. They want to take away uh, Abraham Lincoln's statue. Well, taking away Abraham Lincoln's statue is the most ignorant thing I've ever heard. Because Abraham Lincoln was one of the only white people that was part of abolishing slavery. He wasn't racist in any way. He didn't own slaves like Thomas Jefferson. And 
um, he was the whole movement on freedom for all races. He was one of the first presidents, especially one of the first white presidents, that wanted all men to be equal. And uh, there was a there was a statue. I don't know exactly what state it was in. I think it was Virginia, but they wanted to topple the emancipation statue. They said it was racist. Now. If you do your research, the Emancipation Statue is to to memorialize all the people, all the slaves and shit that fought for rights. That's the first thing. And the second part is the slaves were the one that paid for it. Those people back in the day were the one that paid for that memorial, not the government. So... You tearing down that monument not only shits on your ancestors, but it wastes all the money and the effort that they use to put that statue up. And why wouldn't you want your children to remember all the crazy fucked up things that happened? To be able to avoid them, you know, to learn from them. I don't know. It's crazy as fuck. That's something I can't wrap my mind around, is why people want to cover up history. Why people want to cover up their roots. That's something I'm, I'm really kind of trying to wrap my head around still. So, now, there are certain black people out there that don't want to cover up their roots. I've got a very good black friend right now. I've been friends with him since I was probably 12 years old. He lived right around the corner from me and down the street. And I'm sure he doesn't want his heritage to be covered up. If I was to talk to him right now, he would say it's a disgrace. Because he wants to be able to have his children to be able to grow up and see what the fuck actually happened this whole smoke screen that everybody's trying to paint this didn't happen that didn't happen oh the white man's doing this to keep us down and the police just want to kill us is a fucking smoke screen it's all a bunch of hoopla it's all a bunch of crap Meanwhile, you got places like uh, Atlanta, Georgia that want to defund the police and shit. Fuck that. Reinstate them. Employ some more police. Start arming them. And start training them differently. They need to have a regular police force and they need to have a riot squad police force for looters and all that shit. And they each need to be armed with paintball guns with rubber balls in it, period. If you had a hundred officers with paintball guns with rubber balls in it, the only way that they would be stopped is if somebody had a real gun. So, it needs to be amped up. Our police force needs to be amped up. They need to be retrained. The regular police force needs to be retrained. And they need to deal with things accordingly. If there's people burning shit and looting shit, causing havoc in neighborhoods and trying to break into people's houses and shit, there needs to be a certain tactical team that can deal with that shit I mean you've got a crowd of a hundred plus people how the fuck are you going to deal with them you're not going to be able to just have ten cops show up and deal with a hundred plus people so they need to have tactical teams 
where they can come in. And I'm not just talking about one or two trucks. I'm talking about like 10, you know, for these big metropolitan areas. They need to have a whole fucking task force that is for riot control. And in China, they have uh, these big giant water trucks that come along. And they have like five of them driving down the street at the same time. And they're just spraying people down the street. There's no fight. There's no uh, lives lost. Or they deal with them accordingly. So there needs to be a change in America. And until we figure that out... (laughs) That it's not just going to be ran by hoodlums running the streets. Then it's going to continue down the same path. I can say this. If somebody came to my place and they tried breaking in or they tried burning it down or they tried protesting in front of it or... I deal with them accordingly. I don't care if they're on the sidewalks or not. The sidewalk is like five feet from my front door. Period. Pretty much. You're a threat. You're somebody that's not supposed to be there. You're somebody that's causing a fucking scene, that's causing havoc, that has weapons, that has uh, a mob that's with them. Fuck that. And until we can get that under control as a country, until we can prove a point, it's going to continue to go on. I can actually see somebody here soon trying some of that shit. They're going to get a big fucking protest group together. They're going to go up to somebody's front door. They're going to try and cause a whole mob action scene. And somebody's going to end up shooting somebody. And it's going to be a whole big fucking scene. Well, you know, first of all, these people that go out into the city and to people's houses and shit and cause a scene, they're instigators. They're instigators. They're people that are causing a scene, causing a riot, causing a problem, threatening people. So, in my opinion, they need to be dealt with accordingly. If you're on my front porch, when there's no trespassing signs, and there's more than 10 of you, then I'm going to say that's a threat. Now, if somebody was to just toss out some tear gas into their yard, they'd be charged with using a weapon, the same way if they just used a gun. So, if somebody used a paintball gun that had rubber bullets in it, they'd be charged with using a weapon, assault with a deadly weapon. Pellet guns, same thing. So, until America learns to loosen its grip on gun rights owners and starts cracking down on these stupid prepubescent uh, boys and shit that are running around with guns then we're not going to figure it out they literally got kids right now that didn't have a very good life in Chicago they had a pretty terrible life their fucking parents are shit parents they're not doing very good in school so on and so forth. So, they have some relatives here in Springfield. They get shipped off to their relatives, like their aunt, their cousin, because grandma just can't fucking deal with them anymore. It's not her kid to be taken care of to begin with, but she's been collecting food stamps off of them. She's been claiming her, them on taxes, so on and so forth. But... Times come to a draw. Sorry about that. 
times come to a draw where they can't put up with them anymore. And I've seen this because, like I said, I've had black family before, and I, I don't I don't know what it is of black families, but there's this thing, well, with my black family, where they just pawn them off on the grandmother. They end up in prison, or they end up on drugs, or they end up uh, leaving state, and they just leave them to the grandmother. And the grandmother ends up getting, like I said, benefits for 12 different kids. Gets guardianship of them, uh, claims them on taxes, so on and so forth. The parents don't give a shit. They're living in Louisiana right now. They don't give a fuck. Anyways. Uh, grandmother. I'm just going to call her grandmother. Got tired of dealing with all these kids. They got older. They got mouthier. They got disrespectful. Especially with the culture that's going on right now. She, it's, they try to keep a yes ma'am, no ma'am household, but with all the disrespect going on right now that they learn at school and through their friends, they just can't deal with them anymore. And you can't just beat your kids like you used to in the old days. And I don't even want to say, I don't, even, I don't even want to use the word beat your kids, but you used to be able to go out in the yard and get a switch, get a piece of, piece of a branch and whoop their ass. And now you can't do that. It's against the law. Here in America, it's against the law. It's child abuse. That's what they call it. Child abuse. It's not abuse. Smack your kid once or twice with a with a belt. That's not abuse. If you beat your kid to where he's got bruises all over him and he's, you know, that's abuse. And when I was a kid, oh man, I used to get wiffle ball bats. I used to get the belt all the time. And one time when I got the belt, it slipped out of his hand and the belt buckle hit me in the face. And I had a big belt buckle imprint on my face. Um, there was a metal fireplace shovel where they used to scoop the coals out of the fireplace. It was a short-handled little shovel. And we used to get that across the ass. So... Um, and look how I turned out. We used to get two by fours, shoes, whatever the fuck they can whoop us with. We got it. And look how I turned out. You know, some of the things that my father did to me, I would say is abuse. But... To a certain extent. Um, when you use objects. To beat somebody. To beat your kid. You can't really feel the pain. That you're inflicting. So. You might smack them six times with the belt. And they only needed three. Um, but it's different when you're whooping them with your hand. Because you can actually feel the steam that comes off of it, and and I got plenty of those too. But kids nowadays don't know anything about being punished. They don't know anything about consequences. They don't know anything about respect or anything. It's crazy. Completely crazy. 
And that's the reason why this world is the way it is right now in America. Because there's no consequences. That's why you see all these kid, these young kids running around robbing people. 16 year olds with guns and drugs and shit. Because there's no consequences where they grew up. They, can, they think they can do whatever they want. It's crazy. There was just a kid locally. He looks like he's 16 years old. He looks young as hell. And he just got caught with a gun that was loaded and other ammunition. And then he got caught with drugs and money and... Like, dude, you are 16 years old and you out here trying to... You're out here trying to be something that you're not. You're trying to be a rap star, gangster. Uh, that's not going to happen. You're going to get caught up. When you when you go out and you buy a $60,000 fucking Dodge Challenger, the feds are going to want to know where the fuck you got that money from. You're a 16-year-old or... 18 year old, 20 year old, whatever. And you're going to go out and buy a $60,000 car. Where'd you get the money from? <laughs> and it'd be different if these people have been working for like 5, 10 years or whatever. Because they could say, oh, well, I paid for it. These motherfucking kids are getting straight out of high school, like I said, trying to sell weed, trying to sell drugs, and then they get in a brand new car. Come on now. You ain't got no credit. And you gonna just go out and buy a $60,000 car? Come on now. Then the feds are like, okay, how much income did you make? As soon as they start seeing uh, payments, oh, this guy's got half of his car already paid off. He's got thirty thousand dollars towards it. How the fuck did he come up with thirty grand when he only makes eighteen thousand a year? He works at McDonald's. That part. That's when you get caught up. See, and all these people out here stunting around. Acting like they got money. Acting like they're a big shot. It's only going to be a matter of 5-10 years before the IRS audits them. And they're going to have to prove where the fuck they got that money from. So, and if they can't, then the federal government is going to garnish their wages for years to come. Until they pay it all. So, You stole $35,000 from the government. That's basically what they're going to say. And for every so often that it's not paid, there's going to be interest. So you're going to have to pay the interest on that as well. So for all you people out there that think you're getting ahead, you got the game figured out, well, the game's got you figured out. It's just you haven't figured it out yet. <laughs> so, I just I just sit along. I live my measly little easily life. And when I see people that are trying to live extravagant, I say, "Okay, it's only a matter of time before you crumble. Period. You might be on top of the world right now, but you won't be in the next 10 years. Period. Unless you got your own fucking business or you got some money saved up to where you can buy one of those cars. Good luck. Honestly, it's going to be more than that with the interest. 
you got a $60,000 car. Let's just say that the interest with that is 68,000. It's close to 70 grand. <clears throat> $70,000 nowadays can pay for like half of a half of a house. Like half of a good house in a pretty good little area. And you got these kids and shit working at Taco Bell driving a car that is going to take their whole motherfucking salary at Taco Bell to pay. I, I, I don't get it. Even if you worked at Taco Bell, you ain't going to be able to afford a Dodge Challenger. Like, come on now. That's like when my, when my dad got a $30,000 Jeep Cherokee his payments were like $600 a month. His car payments were just as much as his mortgage was. That's crazy as fuck. These, these motherfucking car, ma- car payments are like $800 or more a month. That's more than what I pay for rent. I pay $650 a month. I got all my utilities included. I'm living I'm living golden right now. As soon as they get rid of all these places that don't have any utilities included, I'm gonna be fucked. But by then I'm already gonna be living van life. So But for right now, people better be hopping on that motherfucking train. Trying to get by with as little as they can and saving as much as they can. Because I'm telling you, that economy is going to crash. It's coming. That freight train is coming right down that motherfucking line. You got people that are in debt just because they're in debt. And then you got people that are in debt because they owe back child support. And then you got people that are in debt because they got credit cards and shit that they can't afford or people that are in debt because they signed a fucking contract to own a car and another fucked up thing is you're a young kid you get to pay on that car for half of your term let's just say you get Half of it paid off. You have $30,000 towards it, right? And then you end up losing your job or some shit. And you can't pay the rest of it off. And then they come and repo the shit. And you done paid half of whatever the car is worth. I just, I can't do that. That is crazy. That's crazy as fuck. To be able to put all your trust into that. I was always told, if you can't afford something, don't buy it. Period. And these young kids know that. They just think they're out here stunting. And they're going to sell some drugs and get around the federal government. <laughs> It's all a trap. Like I said, the federal government's going to wonder how the fuck you paid for that $60,000 car. Working at McDonald's. Yeah. Because people like me, that make more than people at McDonald's, can't even afford that kind of car. So, how is that even possible? And some of them are going to say, oh, well, I get Section 8. I don't pay anything in rent. Okay, well, then you don't need Section 8. Or, oh, I live with my baby's mom, which gets Section 8. Well, you're not um, 
on the lease. You're not allowed to even be in there. Here pretty soon, you're going to see a lot of people that um, are going to be homeless. Because there's been so many people that have not been working. They've been living wherever, not paying rent for the past year. And they think that the landlord is just going to be like, okay, that's fine. That's okay. You can still live here. No. The landlord still wants his fucking money. Period. And they're going to get it. So, if you can't pay it, they're going to kick you out. They're going to evict you. And there are going to be a lot of places like... Uh, Capital Township, I think, is one of them, but they get donations, I do believe, um, and they help people with their rent. They help people paying their bills, their electric bill, whatever. Well, they only get so much funding, so they're only going to get so much funding, and then it's going to get cut off, and all those other people... Are going to be fucked. And. Not only are they going to be without a house. In the winter. But they're not going to be able to have a good Christmas. They're not going to have money. To spend. They're not going to have anything extra. They've got like eight kids. How are they going to fucking. Give them uh, presents and shit. You know, so you're gonna see a lot of stealing. You're gonna see a lot of theft. People breaking in people's cars, houses. Around Christmas time, I'm gonna say that burglary and theft is gonna go up like thirty percent. going to be, you know, 30% don't sound like a lot, but it's a lot. 10% is even a lot, but <clears throat> it's just, it's part of the inevitable. So, as soon as I, uh, as soon as I get done paying my rent, I'm going to get online and look for the best pellet gun that I can get for my money. And I've been eyeballing a certain kind, <clears throat> but a lot of people are going to say, why? Why do you want a pellet gun or a BB gun? Why not just get a real one? And it all comes down to the fact that I don't want to have to kill anybody if I don't have to. And there's been a lot of kids and shit doing stuff lately. I don't want to have to shoot a fucking kid. So, a lot of people are like, well, Fuck that. If they want to fucking try and rob you, or if they want... Well, you know... That's all fine and dandy for you, but... Um... If I can just get away with pulling out a... BB gun on them... And chasing them away, then... Why not? And you got those one people that are like, Well, what if they pull out a real gun? What if they pull out a real gun? Well, that's uh, another story. But I've been thinking about getting my uh, Foyd card. I'm not going to lie. I uh, got a co-worker that 
is somebody that you would never think that he has a Floyd card. <clears throat> and I never thought about it until recently. Until he came up there one day and he showed me his gun. He's like, hey, you want to check out my new gun that I just bought? And I'm like, yeah. And he showed me this uh, .22 cal. It's a 22 caliber, but it shoots the LR rounds, the long rifle rounds. So, but it holds 16 rounds. And everybody knows that the smaller the round, the higher velocity that it has, because it has less mass that drags over the air. But anyways that's why it's more lethal that's why it's more deadly there's a lot of um, um, military rifles and shit that use 22 rifle rounds and just for basic you know it's not to take out fucking tanks or anything but there are uh, rifles that they use in the military that shoot 22 rounds. <clears throat> and it's because you don't want any collateral damage. You want to be able to kill whatever you're going to kill. And you don't want to have to worry about fucking anything up around it. And it's the same thing with a 22 pistol, pretty much. There's no need to have a 9mm. There's no need to have a 10mm. Or a 45. If you're trying to shoot through walls, you might as well have a fucking shotgun. And, um, you can get one of those too. So, the point is, whenever I was growing up, I was of age at 18, and everybody told me, my mom, my sisters, my family, my friends, everybody told me, oh, you need to take a class. That's not true. You only need to take the class if you're going to have your concealed carry. And I'm not planning on having a concealed carry. I had thought about it. Um, maybe I might get it later down the road to take with me to work. Because I do work a very uh, risky, vulnerable job. But the main reason why I want to have a gun is for at home. And you can keep uh, a gun at home with just a Floyd card. You don't have to have a concealed carry license to keep your firearm at home so it's about um, <clears throat> 20 about $20 I do believe to get the application and my coworker told me it was about like 10 days before he got his void card back it was quick as fuck and when he went in to buy this last gun that he got, they asked him uh, if he wanted to buy more guns. <clears throat> Which is crazy. It's crazy to think, you know, hey, you want to buy some more guns? No. <laughs> I've already got what I need. But after his background check went through, they're like, hey... We've got this fucking $500 gun over here you can buy. You know, trying to make a sale. Now that they knew that his background check went through, they're trying to get him to buy more shit. And, um, he said, at first, I thought about buying a shotgun. 
but he said it was like four four hundred bucks, and he didn't he didn't have that money. So, <clears throat> but he was talking about the KSG, and anybody who knows anything about guns knows that. The KSG shotgun holds seven slugs and seven birdshot, at least. So, if you want to take out a whole crowd of people, you can use all seven birdshot. And then if you want to take out single targets that are running far away, you can switch it over and use slugs. You got seven slugs. It's fucking amazing. But if I end up getting a gun, you know, at first I wanted to get a 357 because revolvers don't ever jam. And uh, you can also shoot 38. You can shoot 38 special rounds out of it and use it for target practice, and it's a lot more cheaper than shooting 357 rounds. <clears throat> so you can buy. <coughs> Sorry. So you can buy 38 special rounds to shoot out of it for target practice and you can use 357 rounds to have some stopping power to it but you only get six shots and there's some upsides and downsides to using a revolver you only get six shots that's a downside but the upside is it doesn't leave any shells no shell casings to identify and anybody that you hit with those six shots they're probably going down so if you can't hit anybody in those six shots then you don't even need to have a gun pretty much that being said if there's two people that are uh Let's say they kicked in your door and they're in your house. And you've already spent three shells on somebody. You haven't hit anybody yet. You've only got three other shots to hit two people. So, when it comes to a uh, more than one person type of thing, then a six shot isn't really... An option so as much as I love a revolver because like I said it never jams never jams I just I don't know I would probably have a little small revolver on my on my uh, ankle like a little ankle revolver but I'd carry a uh, a um, shotgun for home defense because, like I said, you can shoot through walls and whatnot. And um, I would also have a Glock. Um, I don't really like Glocks, but I do like the fact that you can have extended clips in them. They're very reliable. They're very uh, notable. A lot of people have them. Um, if there was a Smith & Wesson that had an extendable clip in it, maybe I might buy that. But either way... The uh, 
I don't know exactly which Glock it is because they have so many of them. They come out with so many different Glocks every year. But one of them has a 32 round magazine. And if you have two of those, you've got 64 rounds. And 64 rounds is pretty fucking deadly. Whether it comes from a 9mm, you know, somebody shooting 62 rounds is pretty fucked up. That's pretty crazy. So, anywho, I know a lot of people like Desert Eagles. A lot of people talk about, oh, I've got two Desert Eagles. Well, you get seven shots in each of them. So you get 14 different shots. And everything that you hit, if you don't hit me, it's going to fucking destroy it. So any houses or kids or people behind me, they're going to die or it's going to be destroyed. And again, you only get 14 shots. So I've got 64 shots. There's a difference. So, people that talk about Desert Eagles, it's more of a intimidation tap tactic. You better have more than just a Desert Eagle. You better have more than just two Desert Eagles. And the thing about buying a 50 caliber like that, the ammunition is going to be so expensive, it's going to be a dollar a round. So, every time you shoot a fucking bullet, there's a dollar that goes out of your pocket. So, when you buy, um, nine millimeter rounds by a hundred nine millimeter rounds and like I said your guns hold 64 you're gonna be able to fill up your guns and have more money left over and a few more extra rounds than if you were to have a 50 caliber so Bigger is not always better. Period. I've even been thinking about downsizing to the 22 round. The 22, like I said, is fired out of different rifles. It's um, very deadly. So, anyways. I'm going to end up ending this podcast, and I'm going to start a new one, because I'm at the 53 minute mark, and I've got a little bit more shit to talk about tonight, so, till the next one, deuces.